This week's reading is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 41. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travellers, they went a day's journey. They then started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching you for you in great anxiety. He said it to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must have been in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in his wisdom and in years and in divine and human favour. Loving God, may what we share together be in the name of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Reverend Perry, welcome. Reverend Perry, welcome as well. Thank you, thank you. Uh, to explore or unpack a little bit of our chequered history together. Um, yes, it's been over 20 years since we've known each other. Erin um, uh, had his first uh, placement as a theological student in the church that uh, Leanne and I and Annika at that time, I think. No, uh, not quite. Before, it was before, before Annika. Pre Annika. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is going uh, back a long time. Oh, that's now. right. Yes, yes. Well, she's not 20 yet. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and Erin um, was a theological s- a student at the Church of the Good Shepherd in Katara South, which is in Newcastle, and um, I think that was the first time we met. I think it was, and I was in your Bible study for uh, that year, I think, as well, which yeah. was, um, I was uh, being blessed by being in your presence even back then. Oh, well, <laughs> and look, I think it's been one of those things that when you um, make a connection in a season, uh, it's great when you find another season where you can reconnect, and it's been great since Erin has been at Burley Heads for us to be able to uh, reconnect and um, rekindle, but also to do something new and fresh, which is mm. what we're doing now. Yeah. And this is the first time you've done a church chat. So are, are you a little yes. nervous? I am. I, I'm not exactly sure what's going to eventuate. I, I wasn't sure whether I should practice my... Oh, there we go, yes. I wasn't sure whether we should practice a liturgical interpretation of the scriptures or, or what was going to go on. So, well, How about we just trust the Holy Spirit and see what happens? I'm happy to do that. We are dealing with a very interesting passage this morning. Um, interesting because we are one day after Christmas, it's Boxing Day, and already Jesus is 12 years old and off to the temple. What? What are we doing exploring a story about Jesus 12 years after Christmas, the day after Christmas? It doesn't make any sense. Have you got any clue as to who chooses these readings and why we've got this reading today? I have heard on the grapevine it's the lectionary fairies. Ah, yeah, it's I've a heard mysterious of those too. group of people that just put together all these un, unrelated readings for us as clergy to try to 
wrestle with it and come up with some commonality, but that's probably not quite true. Sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't, in my experience. Trying to find that gold thread through all of those readings can be difficult at times. It can, but we, we, we do uh, try and follow a church calendar, um, and the lectionary tries to be faithful to that. And we are in the season of Christmas, and Christmas doesn't always fall uh, the day before the next Sunday after Christmas. Mm. So this is, happens about every seven years, I would guess. Yep. Yep. Um, and so... We do move on very quickly uh, in the story, but we're going to get to that in just one moment. But we are in the, the season of Christmas right at the moment, which goes for 12 days. The 12 gifts of Christmas in that famous song, the partridge in a pear tree, does actually come so from the church calendar. So what's the day two? Yeah. So what's today? Two turtle doves. Turtle uh, doves, turtle doves. Uh, well, friends. let us know. If you're at home, yes, make please. comments. Yeah, Tell uh, us what it yeah. is. We're all Christmas caroled out, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> um, on the way home from midnight mass every year, um, by the time everything's packed up and set up, as I drive past uh, the Rabina Town Centre entrance near the Target um, shops, I, every year I always see a truck packing up all the Christmas decorations. And um, they're getting ready for today, Boxing Day, for uh, the festival of the spend, uh, which... The sales. The sales. And and Black Friday um, seems to maybe rivaling that, but in Australia, it is the day where we go crazy and spend any money we've got left after Christmas. Um, But it makes me wonder, and this is a question that, that I think is very important for every follower of Jesus... When should we take our Christmas decorations down, Aaron? Mm, mm. I'm a big fan of Christmas lights. I say leave them up all year. All year? All year. And I think there's something in that for all of us. We need to have some element of Christmas in us all year. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Um, There there is a a couple of trees in our street that have fairy lights that uh, were, I'm sure, put up one Christmas, but they're there all year round. So maybe that person true, has true. the Christmas spirit all year Well, have. actually, in Burley Heads, down some of the... I'm not sure which street, not West Street, the other street, some of the, the trees down that street are decorated with those fairy lights, and there's something about it. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but people do get a little pedantic about the right time. And now I have to admit, I am one of those people that believes that you should not put your Christmas decorations up until the first Sunday of Advent, and you can take your decorations down after the 12th day of Christmas after Epiphany. But I actually like your idea of leaving it up all year round, within reason. Well, we actually have to say, I was a little bit late, Jane and myself, my wife, were a bit late putting the Christmas tree up this year. It was about the second week of Advent, so I felt a bit bad about that. And I must admit that um, our Christmas tree box that normally goes up in a cupboard um, was sitting in the side of our foyer for a very, very long time, and it didn't actually ever make its way up from last year to the top of the cupboard, so we just unpacked just it. It's easier that way. It's easier it? that way. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, I, think, I think you're on the something. I think celebrating Christmas, some people in different cultures as well celebrate it in different ways and at different yeah. times. Like the Orthodox Church is different too, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Christmas, for me, and I'm sure for you as well, Stuart, is a really important time. I love Christmas. I love carols something about it which is just uh, moving for me uh, and it, it's something beautiful I know here in the southern hemisphere we don't have that wonderful snow and all that but it's still special 
It's uplifting. And, and some people refer to it as the spirit of Christmas. It is. Um, and I think that's something that, that's worth maybe exploring. I think there's, can I say that there might be two types of Christmas spirits. Um, I think there's a Christmas spirit that the world might try and project. But there's also a Christmas spirit that I think should be embodied in the life of the church. And I, I wonder whether the Christmas spirit that the world tries uh, to project is all about getting gifts and having big feasts and getting around family and, and being happy and putting all your cares aside for the one day and, and eating so much that uh, you don't have the energy to fight um, for, the, for the day. But, but, but I wonder whether the spirit of Christmas as a Christian is a little bit different to that. And um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's one of these things that, uh, you know, I've heard some people bemoan that Christmas is very commercialised. Yeah. Um, but in some ways that's a mixed blessing, I think, because it means that it won't go away. Yeah. And I think as Christians we have an opportunity to, to build on that. And uh, I agree with what you're saying. There's this spirit of Christmas which is, uh, dare I say, secular, um, but I, I really do believe it stems from that Christian ethos which we celebrate in the nativity of, of Jesus that we've just been through as well. Um, and I was, one of my favourite Christmas movies is called A Christmas Carol. You know, yep. Ebenezer Scrooge? Yep. Yep. Fantastic. I have to watch that every Christmas in the preparation for Christmas. Which, which version? Does it matter? Well, there's a few that I like. Um, I was one I watched at the cinema a few years ago. I think it was with Jim Carrey, actually. I quite like that one. Yeah, but there's yeah. a cartoon one I really enjoyed too. Uh, animated, sorry. <laughs> um, and I think that also explores the um, idea that, I think it goes back to the, the mid-Victorian era um, when the author was writing that. And it's an exploration of what Christmas meant, the Christmas spirit. And I think it's an allegory of, of the Christian message of being full of hope. And I think that also gives us a... a an impetus to look forward into the year, yeah. uh, but also to celebrate that we, we have good news and we need to put that in practice. We need to put that Christmas spirit in the practice. So it's not something we keep to ourselves, um, but something we need to share as well, I think, anyway. Yeah, and I think I've, I've always thought that at this time of year, there is no better opportunity for us to point towards what we do as a, as a church. I always see our Christmas services as like the shop front for the church, um, and it's an opportunity to welcome people in to see what we're about. Mm. But if it's just about Christmas, just about putting on a good show, then I'm not sure we've quite got the, the Christmas spirit right, because I think we're dipping into what, is, what you've labelled a secular Christmas, because it's not just about one day a week or one, one day a year. It's a whole of life thing, which comes back to your original point that, that maybe the idea of Christmas lasting all year round is something that we should think about holding on to a little bit longer. Yep. And that, that idea that we're jumping from the cradle to a 12-year-old, maybe that's not too foreign to the Christmas message um, that one of my 
um, favourite movies is, is Talladega Nights. <laughs> and, and there's this great prayer. A good where, Christmas movie. It's a great Christmas movie <laughs> uh, that, uh, where, where uh, one of the main characters uh, is, is praying and, and, and he gets frustrated, uh, Grace, because they're praying to baby Jesus. And he likes the Christmas Jesus best. Uh, but, but he's reminded that Jesus was a man. But he was also a boy, too. Mm, mm. And so the message that we see at Christmas is, is throughout the Gospels. It doesn't just start in the infancy narratives. It's, it's throughout. Um, and, and I'm interested in what jumped out to you about this reading uh, that, that um, we heard this morning. There's a, f- a few elements that um, jump out. And I think uh, one of them is towards the end of the reading. If those people at home or, or other places can pull out their text, you'll see that at the end of it, there's once Jesus is found by his mum and dad and um, he goes back, it says Jesus then um, goes down, he descends back down out of the, the sacred space and um, goes back into the world, the normality of whatever the world was. So he's in this holy space, he's been inspired, he has this wonderful interaction with people. And, um, is that all right? It's causing a bit of chopping in and out, isn't it? It is a little bit, but I think, I think it's your beard, mate. It's so. beard. Yeah. <laughs> Cut off next year. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, well, I was saying that Jesus goes back down into the world and he takes that sacred time with him as he goes back into the world. And for me, I think that speaks to me of this Christmas time, which I talked about being it's such a, an uplifting time, a sacred time, but we can't always just spend, on this sort of the other side of the coin, we can't spend that entire time in the sacred space. We have to go back into the world in which we live as well. And Jesus does that. And I think it's encouragement for us to, to be uplifted, to be inspired, and to go back into the world uh, in which we live, to, to be, to carry that sacredness, that spirit of Christmas back into the world, to be inspired, and, and I think it gives us the impetus to keep going into the world. I hope, hopefully, that's... Yeah. I've been distracted by the microphone jumping in and yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you, you caught all that, because it was great. Um, one of the things that I'm reminded of as... Um, as I hear this passage, is um, the unexpected nature of, of the story that, that, that Mary didn't know what was going on, where Jesus was, and like any good parent, when their child goes missing, starts to, to panic. And, and the, the, the message of, of, of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas, if you like, is that God comes in unexpected ways. Mm. Nobody expected the Messiah to arrive in the way uh, that he did. Even though it was prophesied, in the actual way that it happened, it was unexpected. Mary didn't expect Jesus to rush off to her father's house, the temple. That understanding that God is now so close, intimately connected to us because of who Jesus is that the spirit of Christmas that, that I really want to take into the rest of this year, in a, in a year that has already uh, been full of challenge and change and confusion, and, and we don't know what 2022 is going to be, the spirit of Christmas and the message of this gospel today reminds us to expect the unexpected, mm. that God is at work 
even when we don't realize it, even if we're anxious like Mary is, uh, even if it's obvious uh, when we find out that Jesus is there in the temple but we're frustrated, God is still at work. And yet we don't know what 2022 is going to be like. But if we as followers of Jesus can take the spirit of Christmas into the new year, not just until the 6th of January when um, the Feast of Epiphany starts, not even up until Easter, but throughout the year, if, if that sense of expecting the unexpected, but expecting God to be at work and Jesus to make a difference, then I think that might make a difference in our lives as well. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, we've had two years of this interesting pandemic we were living in, and I pray that we have a resolution in this next year, but as you say, we don't know. We have to be ready for the unexpected. And I think having Christ at the, at the centre of our being, our, our, the way we live in the world, I think can give us a bit of stability when the world around us is a bit chaotic as well. And um, it, I just love that when Jesus, his parents go, you've, you've given us so much trauma, we were so upset, we are worried. And Jesus goes, be cool, chill out. You know, I'm, I'm okay. And I think maybe we can take a little bit of that sort of Mr. Cool with us by Jesus. We go, don't, don't stress, Jesus has got it. And take a little bit of that with us into the new year. Because we don't know what it's going to be like 2022. And I hope and pray it's going to be a wonderful year of, of a bit more um, healthy living. But I think Christ gives us that um, foundation that we can take with us as we go back down out of the sacred into the rest of the year, as you say. Can I pray? Loving God, as we uh, come down from uh, the mountaintop that is Christmas, as we might be feeling weary, as we might be feeling bloated and tired, as we might be feeling lost and lonely because we haven't connected in the way that we would have liked to, as we've realised that people that we loved we have not connected with in the way that we might have used to be able to do, Help us uh, to be reminded that you are powerfully at work, that in the same way that you went down into the world, you call us to go down into the world, but you don't do it alone, but you do, uh, do it um, with us and you've gone before us. And we pray that as we approach the new year, that we might do it with the assurance that you are at work, your love will never fail us, and you will always be with us your Holy Spirit guiding and leading us. And we pray with expectancy to experience the unexpected in your name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Happy Christmas.